At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one, with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non toxic, non flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. This episode is brought to you by Nice Job. Nice Job is reputation marketing software that can help you grow your service business. Nice Job's automated tools will help you collect two to three times more reviews and then share those reviews where it matters most. Using social proof and a high converting website, you can be the top rated in your field. New signups can get $50 off when they mention the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. Visit get.nicejob.com for more information. This podcast is sponsored by The Master Group, and a couple of tools we're going to bring to you demo-wise is a couple of Malco tools, sheet metal tools, very, very shortly. Now, I felt, walking through, I felt these were important. I'm not a sheet metal guy at all. Okay, I very, 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 very minimal. When I say very that many times, I mean it. Very minimal um, set of skills when it comes to metal. I am willing to work on those. I'm 100% willing to work on those and get better at them because I feel it's important. Okay, now that's why we're going to demonstrate these Malco tools. You'll see them very, very soon. Now, when I say that I'm willing to work on that skill, um, if you're awesome at sheet metal, and you can build things from scratch and it's kind of like an art to you. I commend you for that. Um, but on the other side of things, if you're not so good with your meter or your gauges or understanding superheat and subcooling, I want you to go out and do and, and focus on getting better at that. Right. Um, because that's how you build up your overall skill set and, and your overall professionalism in this trade. Anyway, guys, that's going to be coming to you real soon. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you could join us for another show. We got some motor discussion to have today. Now, we're going to go through about five to six different motor styles and just quickly talk about them. Talk about how they, they function. Okay. Uh, for instance, an ECM motor, shaded pole motor, um, permanent split capacitor motor. We're going to talk about those. Now, during this podcast, during this interview, I got two gentlemen on here. We're talking about permanent split capacitor motors. Now, the short form for that is PSC, permanent split capacitor. Now, during the podcast, I'm listening to it, and I caught myself saying PCS motors. <laughs> now, I've always had this little d- dyslexic problem where I, I sort of read a sequence of numbers or maybe a sequence of letters in an acronym. And for some reason, I'll, I'll reverse to I don't know what it is. I, I've had that problem. So I got to work on that. Just ignore that. But you know what I'm what I'm saying. Permanent split capacitor motors, PSC motors. Now, we got Chris Beaton and we got Corey Sotart. They're from emotorsdirect.ca. Okay, sort of a new concept on how we go about ordering motors and getting motor, motors to our job site or to, to our shop or whatever. It's e-commerce platform where you basically, you find the motor that you need, you order it. You, you pick your location, you pay for it online, and it, it arrives. There's no driving around. We're going to talk about that on the podcast, and we're going to go through these motors, and we're going to talk about the advantages of an e-commerce platform 
um, I guess versus the traditional style brick and mortar type business where you drive up, um, order it, wait in line. You know, you know how, how supply chain works, right? Anyway, we're going to talk about this on this podcast coming up right now. This is the HVAC Know It All podcast, guys. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know It All podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Corey and Chris, uh, right to left on my screen anyway. How you guys doing? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, doing well tonight. Awesome. So we got something cool to talk about, and we're going to talk about motors. You guys, I want you guys to introduce yourselves because you guys have a, you guys are, are working um, within a company that, that has a very cool method when it comes to supply chain of motors. Uh, which one of you guys wants to tackle that? Uh, so, yeah, we work for a company called eMotors Direct. Um, we, our goal was to bring motors to you, the, the tech in the field, as opposed to you having to run to us at our store and talk to us. Uh, you know, trying to get that information that you guys use every day in your fingertips, you know, data packs, all that kind of stuff, right to you at, at ground level. Um, so when you need it, it's there. Awesome. And Corey, what are you specifically doing with eMotors Direct at the moment? So I'm the senior business development manager. So I help out in uh, obviously finding new customers, new sources of getting our name out there, you know, like this podcast. Um, working with the team to bring in new products and, and get those to market and obviously talking to customers to see what they want from us and what they want to see from us next. Cool. And, and Chris, how about you? What, what is your role currently at the company? Uh, so I'm the co-founder and CEO of eMotors Direct. I also act as a technical um, support to our technical team to answer any kind of high level questions from my 25 years in the industry. Awesome. So, your 25 years in the industry, what did that, um, what sort of work did that, that, that take you through up till now? Yeah, so I started right at the bottom. Um, so started as um, just a laborer uh, in my family business uh, and then worked up from an apprentice to an apprentice and then to a journeyman electric motor mechanic. Um, from there, I moved into sales and marketing and, and then ran our bricks and mortar company. From that point, my brother and I started the online marketplace of eMores Direct and then I've been running that ever since. Awesome. Now, I, I want to get into the concept of how eMotors Direct works um, later. And we have a, 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 actually a pretty cool promo code um, that we can shout out to the audience as well. But I thought we'd have a bit of a, a technical discussion on a few different motor styles. Now, I'm going to leave the, the link to the article that we're going to reference during this so the audience can go ha have a read. But we're going to use this article as reference that you guys collectively put together uh, to drop on the hvacknowitall.com website. So thank you very much, first and foremost, for that. So permanent split capacitor motors, they're very abundant out there. I see a ton of them. Uh, they're starting to slowly fade, I guess, as the ECM motor comes along. But if we have a, if we take the educational angle on an e uh, a PCS motor, permanent split capacitor motor, uh, how, how does that type of motor work and function? 
Uh, so yeah, those are probably still the most popular motor out there. They've been around for 40 or 50 years. Um, and they're kind of a, a bit of a hybrid that works really good in HVAC. So um, a few of the pros is they are energy efficient. They're very simple to manufacture. Um, they're, they're very inexpensive. And then some of the cons is that they are um, made somewhat cheaply, so you can't repair them. Um, and uh, they don't have great speed regulation. But in HVAC, you don't really need that per se. So they kind of check off a bunch of boxes to what an HVAC motor needs to be. Mm -hmm. And Corey, in your experience working on um, the, the business side of things here, do you see, are you seeing a demand for PCS motors coming through the website at all? Like a high demand oh, or sure. how, how are you seeing that? For sure. You know, as a, as a motor shop, we're typically the guys they call when something breaks down. Um, so a lot of the, a lot of the motors we see are still a, a lot of the older equipment. Um, a lot of the, the new, the new, new product is, is going through HVAC companies like yourself, but a lot of the old stuff we still get a lot of homeowners calling or guys that are a general electrician, not necessarily an HVAC guy calling us to try and replace a motor because they're the only guy in that little small local town. Mm -hmm. So in, in my experience, like um, I, I see a lot of condenser fan motors that per, that are permanent split capacitor. Blower motors, not so much. Most of them are, are, are three phase uh, that I see anyway in, in the land of commercial that I'm in. Uh, but going back to the technical side of that, um, just, just reading in this article that both windings are engaged at all times. There's no way to, to take that start winding out of the, the motor once it gets up to speed, right, Chris? No, on a permanent capacitor, uh, there is a main winding and an auxiliary winding, and then a run capacitor. So the auxiliary winding and the run capacitor act as your start circuit to um, let the motor know what direction to run and to give it that starting torque, but they do stay in the circuit all the time. Okay, and as far as calling a start winding an auxiliary winding, is there a story to that, or is it just kind of, that's just sort of a different term to, to use for the start winding? Just a different term. Um, you'll hear it used either way. So that that winding itself allows the motor to dissipate heat, like towards the capacitor, right? Um, I wouldn't say that. I think it, it more shifts the phase, the vector phase from the main winding with the capacitor in the circuit. And that's what gives it a, it's a starting torque and it's high efficiency. Okay. I, the reason I, the reason I ask that is because I've talked to a few guys online that have wired a capacitor, um, two capacitors in parallel instead of one, and they've actually got longer, um, capacitor runtime and, and motor runtime in, in their experience anyway, because they, they, they felt like that run winding or the, sorry, the start winding, um, as it was dissipating heat to, to two capacitors, they felt that that was causing the longevity in the motor. That, that that's why I asked you that question. Yeah, and, and that's true, but in a different sense. Adding the second capacitor in would increase the power factor closer to um, unity, and that would mm -hmm. drop your current and make your motor run cool. Um, I think it's a, a balance when the, motors are, when the manufacturers are manufacturing these motors. Um, to meet the minimum levels, they might put a, a five microfarad run capacitor in this motor, that motor runs fine, draws the normal amperage, draws an acceptable level of heat. But is that the highest run capacitor they could put in that motor? Probably not. But for cost, 
of the capacitor and of the motor. That's the width of you. It's thinking a 10 or a 15 might actually be better for the motor and help it run cooler. I see. And see, Corey, I told you I wasn't that smart. I just here, I'm just here to ask questions. That's why, <laughs> that's why I have, that's why I have experts on here. Um, so the ECM motor, um, Corey, do you see a high demand for that motor as well? Um, and, uh, we're getting, and if so, is, sorry, go on. Yeah, we are getting more and more calls for them. Um, they're still, I wouldn't say they're new to the industry. They're a little bit new still to the aftermarket. A lot of the uh, OEM guys like Train and stuff have that motor built specifically for them. We're seeing in our marketplace now, uh, motor manufacturers like Nidec have brought out a line that can adapt to those uh, OEM situations and be used in those locations. And that's the rescue brand, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, you, you see that um, when you're online talking to other techs, a lot of techs refer to a universal motor as a rescue motor. And I figured that NIDAC start, sort of started that trend with the rescue sort of sub-brand, right? Yeah, and it's not just ECM in that rescue sub-brand. What the rescue brand sub-brand is meant for is guys like you to carry a certain um, low volume of motors in your van that'll um, you'll be able to replace thousands of motors out there. So the rescue brand can be, I think there's a few shaved pole motors, um, some permanent capacitors, and then the ECM motors. But the theory is if you carried these 10 motors in your van, you could replace thousands of motors built over the last 30 years. Yeah. Lots of them will come as like four speed or five speed motors. And then, you you know, you just choose how many you need, but they would fit all those applications. They would come with extra long shafts, adapt different types of mounting. I see. Yeah. And no, I've, I've really seen a, a push or a bit of an uptrend in universal parts in general over over the course of a couple of years, because for the amount of equipment that a service tech could see in a month, I mean, they could see like 20 different brands of, of, of equipment and having a universal part that could fit many different brands across the board is super beneficial to, to any tech that's driving around performing service calls. Right. Yeah. Well, that's where the need comes in. You know, there are still furnaces that are 30 years old, who obviously the OEM doesn't make that anymore. How's this customer going to get a product? And, and that's obviously where these multi-fit uh, motors have come in. Mm-hmm. Cool. So as we move on to sort of the educational side of the, the ECM, in, in, a, in, in a nutshell, basically, Chris, what is an ECM motor and how does it differentiate between that and a, and a PSC, the traditional sort of motor? For sure. So with just uh, the advent of technology over the last 30 years, um, manufacturers have been able to build a smarter motor with servo and stepper technology. So these ECMs um, are just similar to like a smart motor. Uh, They have an electronic control board that controls the motor speed and horsepower um, and just lets it run a lot more efficiently. So your motor can run all the time and the control on the motor can control the speed for different situations, whether it's heat or cool, or if you have your fan run all day. So it's just a lot more intuitive to what the customer needs. Mm-hmm. Now, ECM motors is is a motor component and then the, the module component, right? Um, the electronic True. component. So there's, there's always a debate out there on if you have a, an ECM 
and it's funny when you say ECM motor, a lot of people say it's like, it's, <laughs> you can't say ECM motor because it's like saying electrically commutated motor motor, right? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So um, the the digital or the electronic component and the, the motor component. Now, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of debate that I see online where techs are like, well, if it's not working, just change the whole thing, change the whole assembly. And then other techs are like, well, why wouldn't you troubleshoot the the um, electronic portion and replace that if if that's the only thing that's bad and the motor is fine? So what is your take on that? Well, we're seeing a lot of those questions come to us. And from the manufacturers that we deal with, we can't just replace the electronic component. Um, since it's kind of built into the back of the motor, uh, from our manufacturers, they only supply us a whole new component, which is the motor part and the electronic part. Um, I'm not sure if through any of your vendors, can you get just the electronic part or is that? Um, so, so myself personally, I do not see a lot of ECM motors in the field, uh, because I work on a lot of larger, well, I'd say mid to larger commercial equipment and they're all belted three phase machines. Most of them anyway. Um, so I don't really see a lot of ECMs, but from, from what I read online and in all the platforms I'm involved in, um, there are techs out there that are just changing out the electronic modules. So I don't know what brand of motor that is, but they are, they are doing it. So in some situations, the OEMs might be selling uh, just the modules that they can change them out. The price of ECM motors has come down quite a bit. Um, we have some Gentech brand on our website um, that will re- replace a lot of the earlier Gentech or Century or GE motors. And mm-hmm. a new motor and module can range anywhere from four to $800. So depending how old your motor is, if your motor was 10 years old and your module went, you might just want to replace the whole thing. Uh, if it was newer than that, then you might want to look around for a module. But depending on the tech too and your, your level of um, electronic knowledge, it sometimes might be easier just to replace the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's, let's talk about your, before we get into the next motor uh, style, let's talk about, for instance, if we come across a dead ECM motor, how would we go about, because we, we need to talk about how your your company works and how your platform works, because you're an e-commerce motor supply shop. So let's say we go to a service call, we find an ECM motor, it's failed, um, it's such and such a brand, and we want to go to to um, emotorsdirect.ca to try to find a replacement. How, how, does, that, how does that process work? I'm seeing more and more techs online posting about their Haven IAQ product that they they entered into the personal use program. Um, and if you don't know what Haven IAQ is, I'll tell you briefly, if you haven't heard the podcast or you haven't heard Ben Reed on the podcast talking about it, he is from Haven IAQ. It's a central air monitor, okay, centrally located in the duct system because that's where you're going to get the air from the whole house collecting and mixing to get a sort of a, a general snapshot of what's happening in the home with your indoor air quality. Now it measures humidity, measures temperature, measures uh, VOCs, which is chemicals and PM 2.5 particulate matter in the air. All right, now it comes with a controller. Now what you can do with that controller is turn on with a dry contact, there's two of them on each controller. You can turn on IAQ devices like dehumidifiers, uh, HRVs, depending on what is happening with the the indoor air quality in your home. So if you're interested in trying it out before recommending it to customers, there's a reduced cost 
for the personal use program, reach out to sales at Haven IAQ if you're interested. Now, Yellow Jacket has a very cool hydrocarbon charging kit, basically flammable refrigerants, propane-based stuff. It's got a little mini scale, so you can charge in grams or ounces, whatever. But a lot of these, I, I find that on the back, the nameplate, it's in grams. Um, little mini scale for that, a little holder for, for the bottle. And pinch-off tool, it's got a single gauge. It's got a bunch of stuff in that kit. Now, what I would re- recommend you do, or anybody does, before you work on this type of equipment, just, just bring yourself up to speed. Um, on some safety procedures, maybe tools that you have to use. Certain things like having a fan around to blow any residual stuff away. Making sure that you're you're purging nitrogen if if you got a brace, so you're you're not you don't have a collection or a a buildup of of the refrigerant that could cause an issue when you're working on it. So that's a yellow jacket kit, the hydrocarbon charging kit. Um, Testo 300, I used. Uh, for the first time this season when I started do, to do my boiler inspections. Now, if you're interested in a Testo 300, it's a badass combustion analyzer. Basically, it's an Android tablet as well. All right. Um, now, there is a there is a promo right now where you can get an MB3 Vito Pro Pack tool bag, a Testo branded one. If you make that purchase, you just have to go to the, the website, um, testo.com, and fill out the, the form um, to prove your purchase of the 300 to get your MB3. So pretty cool. Um, Trade Fox, Supco sub-brand Trade Fox is all about showcasing the technician. Okay. There's, there's not enough companies out there showcasing the tech. Now Trade Fox, that's what they're all about. They're taking tech invented tools or ideas and turning them into real tools that you can use in the field. And the tech that's getting involved with them is making some dough because they come to an agreement. Hey, you invented the tool. It was your idea. Let's figure this out so we can both benefit from it. So if you want to, if you have a tool idea, you have a, you have a a prototype, whatever, um, reach out to Supco or sorry, it's ideas at supcotradefox.com is the email that you want to reach out to. Yeah, so there's a, a few different ways they can search on the site. They can type in the model number of the motor. And if we have that cross-referenced in our database, um, the new version of that will come up. With the ECMs, it's not so prevalent yet, just because they are newer on the market. Uh, it works better with the PSC motors. Um, so a lot of the PSC motors, we have a database of over a million different cross-references of all the motors that have been built over the last 40 years. So a lot of those PSC motors, we do have some kind of replacement for. With the ECMs, it's a little bit more difficult. Uh, but there isn't also the large selection of ECMs. Typically, they're all the same ratings, just different horsepowers. So depending on what brand you had, you could come to our site, go to our HVAC section, and then through there, with a couple of clicks, find our ECM section, and then we have the certain ratings that we carry. Mm-hmm. Now, Corey, I'll, I'll put this to you. So let's say I'm at um, such and such building, home or whatever, and and I want to return to this this particular particular site when the motor is there. So can I order the motor? Like, let's say my company is uh, Gary's HVAC or something, some weird, like <laughs> just, just random here. So Gary's HVAC finds a dead motor, um, but he wants it delivered to the customer through your website and then return once the motor's in stock. So I don't have to go drive around looking for one or calling and driving around the city. Can I order it directly 
to the customer from my account, let's say, um, they receive it and then I just go back and replace it when it gets gets in there? For sure. So when you order it, you can uh, specify the, the ship to location. And then on the site, it obviously, when you log back in, you can check the order status. So you'd actually know when it would when it arrives because the customer would sign for it and it'd be on site ready for you to work on. Yeah, I could see that being super beneficial um, to me because uh, I've done this with, with different parts in the past where if I'm going to, if I know I'm going to my shop on a Monday morning and somebody says, hey, do you want me to deliver it to the shop for Monday? And I'll be like, sure, because I'm going there Monday morning anyway. And then since I'm there, the parts are there and I just go to my job. I don't have to go to the supplier and wait in the line and, and blah, 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 blah. Um, so I can see this really being beneficial for a lot of technicians if they don't have to, if they can just move on to their next call, have the motor like on order and just when it gets delivered, they get a notification, then they go back and change it rather than driving around. Right. I think that's super beneficial. For sure. And that's what we see with a lot of electrical contractors. They do their ordering after six o'clock. So we'll see lots of orders come in during um, the evening or the middle of the night. And then we process those orders first thing in the morning. Um, so a lot of electrical contractors or HVAC contractors will just go from job to job to job, write down the information, take some digital pictures. And then when they get home and after they have supper, they'll order their stuff, order the stuff they need on our website or some other websites, have it delivered to their customer's job. And then when it shows up there in a couple of days, you can just go back and install it. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you think about that, Corey? You think that's working for a lot of um, companies out there that are ordering online? I think it's more efficient. You know, we, when I even think about how we've ran our business over the years, I need a I need a widget to fix something in our shop. I drive down to the local vendor for that thing. I stand in line for 20 minutes, half an hour sometimes. I've wasted at least a half an hour driving, sometimes more. I think it's, you know, now that I buy more things online, it's really convenient for me to hop on. I know what I'm looking for, so it's not really that hard to find. I order it. I know it's coming. I move on to the next thing, and that's kind of off my plate. I didn't have to travel. I didn't have to wait in line. It's, um, I think it's just a more convenient way and, and less, you know, less of a time waster. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, moving on to the next, the next motor, um, capacitor start induction run motors. Now, Chris, give us a, a quick rundown on how this type of motor would work. Yeah, so this would be the more powerful cousin of the permanent split capacitor. So this will actually have a dedicated start winding, start capacitors, and a centrifugal switch to remove the start winding, uh, the start circuit after three or four seconds. So these have a ton of starting torque um, and, and then very low amperage, well-regulated speed. So you'll see these usually on pulley-driven uh, applications. Cool. So centrifugal switch inside where is that mounted on the shaft somewhere so when the shaft starts spinning yeah. um it, it will yeah, be so recognized typically mounted on the back end of the motor inside the motor on the non-drive end opposite the pulley end um mm -hmm. there'll be a start switch and a centrifugal switch inside the start switch will have a set of points and the centrifugal switch will be spring activated with speed so when the get, motor gets up to about 75 percent of its full load speed that centrifugal switch will remove the start winding from the circuit um, because the motor has been started in the right direction and has a ton of starting torque to get up to that speed. Nice. Now I've, I've actually never taken one of those apart to, to look at the centrifugal switch on that style of motor, but I have taken apart 
motors that have a centrifugal switch tied in as a safety to or or as an interlock for something else like um there's one like a an induced draft motor i was working on last winter for a, a makeup air and the centrifugal switch had to make before the heating would come on um and i had to track it back to this because the diagram was bad and i took it apart and i found it, and i thought it was pretty cool how it worked um so but i've never taken it apart on this style of motor um capacitor start induction run but i have on the smaller type one so i know exactly what you're talking about and how it works um but centrifugal switch basically just means that it needs to see a, a rotation before it will close its contacts right exactly so when the motor is stopped and at rest the contacts are actually closed and that start winding is in the circuit and then when it opens up to pretty close oh yes to full, yes yes it'll, it'll yeah. open up the circuit and remove the start winding yeah 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 correct i i was thinking again uh, along the lines of it being an interlock where it starts open and, and then closes but yeah yeah in your case it would have been the opposite probably yeah yeah you're exactly right um the so down, you know the, the downside of these would be you can't control the speed on these types of motors Obviously, we can't vary the speed down to 50% because then it's going to stay on the start winding and never reach that centrifugal force to get into the run winding. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. The other so, downside with these is there's more moving parts. Um, so the centrifugal switch and the stationary switch can wear out as well as the start capacitor. So because the permanent split capacitor motor doesn't have any of those, they do typically last longer. I see. Okay. So, I mean... Is a capacitor start capacitor run similar to a capacitor uh, it's start? Exactly the same. It's exactly the same motor. It would just have a run capacitor in the run winding, and that would make the motor more efficient. Um, it would bring that power factor closer to unity and make have the motor run cooler. Um, typically, you don't see a run capacitor in that style of motor until you get to probably a one and a half horse or a two horse. Everything under that wouldn't require a run capacitor. I see. Okay. So, and you've talked about power factor a couple times now now there's some meters out in the market that can monitor or measure motor power factor so one is what you're you're aiming for when it comes to that right yeah you want unity would be perfect um the manufacturers would have to spend extra money to get at that to unity so typically they make it as good as the industry needs um in three-phase motors that might be um 0.9 in single phase motors, it would be a lot less because they use a lot less energy. So the less close to unity that a motor is close to one, uh, the less efficient it's going to be. Gotcha. Okay. So a motor that's close to one is not going to be a big deal. But if we're like 0.5 power factor, then we're probably going to on our way out. The motor's probably failing sort of. Yeah. Right? It, that's going to be really inefficient, depending if how, that's how it was built. In some shape mm -hmm. pole motors, that would be normal, um, but they're very small, draw, draw very low power, and uh, a 0.5 power factor might be all the manufacturer needs to, to build them that way. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of the next motor that we were going to talk about, uh, according to um, the rundown and, and the way the article sort of panned out. Shaded pole motor, what, what is a, a shaded pole? So a shaded pole is the cheapest... Um, most basic type of motor that you would find. Typically, they're used in bathroom fans or in um, refrigerator coolers, uh, like um, pop vending machines and pop coolers and that kind of thing. So they would be very inexpensive to buy, very inexpensive to manufacture, and they just do a very simple job. I, I've heard people call them 
uh, refer to them as skeleton motors. Is there a reason for that? Do you know? Yeah, either skeleton or C-frame motors. Just from their yeah. construction, um, they're, they're a very simple type of motor. They just have a steel laminated frame that acts as um, the core of the motor as well as the motor frame. And then they have a single coil uh, that's wound around that frame. Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen those mo- that style of motor. I've seen just go and go and go. Like we have a lot of um, little, uh, I wouldn't say they're little, but compared to like a, a larger HVAC um, rooftop unit, these are small reach-ins for, um, we, we take care of a lot of them for a pharmaceutical site and they've all got these little shaded pole motors in them for the condenser fans. And every five years, the, the manufacturer, well, at least for one particular brand anyway, it, every five years is an alarm that shows up on the uh, controller saying, replace the condenser fan motor. I think it's every five years, something, something, something like that. But we just go and check the amp draw of it. If it's within its range, we just reset the alarm. It's almost like it's, it's a money grab from the manufacturer. Hey, change the motor just cause, right? But we check it, make sure it's good. And they just keep going and going and going. Like they don't seem to fail very often in, in my experience anyway. So typically because the load is so regulated, it'll just have a small fan typically on the shaft that yep. there is no excessive load that they will run forever. Yeah. The only reason they really fail is usually the bushing, bushings in them run dry um, just with no lubrication or some contaminants mm-hmm. get in the bushing and they would seize up. But technically they would never burn out because they could never be overloaded. Yeah, that's, that's true because these fan blades are very, yeah, they're not moving a ton of air. They're not moving no. a huge amount of air, but they're moving enough air to keep, um, to, to reject the heat off of the condenser. So, I mean, we have kind of a cool promo code here that we're working with you guys on. And, and that promo code is HVAC know-it-all, and it's going to save the audience 8% on their motor. So I, I, first of all, I want to thank you guys for that because anytime the audience that's listening to this can get some value, especially in savings, um, I think that's a, a huge benefit. So thank you guys for that. And, and how do they go about applying that? Is this at checkout? They would put that code in after they've made their, um, their selection and put in the, the shipping address and all this kind of stuff. Correct. Once you're in the shopping cart, I believe it's at right towards the very end. Um, on our shopping cart, you'll see the product on the left and you'll see kind of the, the payment information on the right, the, the total of the order and stuff. And there's a box down there where you can enter promotion code. So just type it in and it would self-apply. You'd see the, the savings right there and you can move forward. Mm-hmm. And I think we should talk about the brands of motors that you carry because you carry uh, quite a substantial list of brands that can um, be, I guess, be utilized for replacement of existing motors. So what are some of the major brands that you're carrying? For sure. So we have uh, Nidic, which is formerly uh, U.S. Motors and Emerson, Emerson um, Gentech, Marathon, General Electric, and Packard. Those are our top HVAC brands. Okay. Now, do you sell any OEM um, type motors that are like specifically designed for the OEM or is it, is it all sort of um, got a, a different part number, like an aftermarket type motor? You know, some of the manufacturers, um, if we look at some older units that are maybe were built 30 years ago, um, where the, mm-hmm. o- the OEM was proprietary, proprietary 30 years ago, um, some of the manufacturers have started building those motors again because the OEM doesn't build that product any longer. Um, they stopped building it 20 years ago. 
So some of our brands like Nidic or Packard actually do build some of those OEM motors that are OEM direct replacements. Um, we don't carry any OEM motors from uh, carrier or train. In most cases, they have a uh, customer has to go back right to train or right to carrier uh, to get the exact same motor just because it doesn't kind of fit um, the, the uh, items we have. I see. Okay, but but the the wide range is there, and you also have accessories. Um, what sort of accessories are you guys carrying? Uh, so we're carrying brackets, capacitors, um, shaft adapters, everything that kind of goes along with the HVAC industry. We also have some draft inducers, um, and we'll be getting into more HVAC products in the future. Cool. Do you carry any bearings or pulleys or anything like that? We haven't got into that yet. Um, just because there's such a wide variance. Um, we're kind of starting with motors and then yep. uh, widening our product area from there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Motor Motors are, motors are huge because I'm sure the average HVAC tech is going to be changing. Man, like it depends, I guess, what whatever industry you're in. Like I could see residential, you're responding to a lot of calls on a daily basis in, in the peak seasons. And there's probably a lot of dead motors. I probably change on a, in a summer, I could probably change 10 to 15 condenser fan motors. Um, that, that wouldn't be something that I would say would be far off within a year, maybe like 25 ish motors or so. So, I mean, I, I think what you've started here is, is, is pretty cool. Uh, we've already talked about, you don't have to get into the truck to drive to the supplier. Um, you can get it, get it delivered directly to your customer's location um, and then you can just go back when it's in and um, the only thing that <laughs> obviously don't leave the bill with the the customer <laughs> so they don't know what so they don't know what you're we're paying for the motors right so um, but anything else you guys want to throw in there to to cap it off I guess the only thing we could just touch on, you know, like you said, you're more of an industrial HVAC technician. So obviously we do carry full range of, of three phase motors as well. I think a lot of your oh, stuff sweet. would almost be classified more as an industrial motor as opposed to an HVAC motor, especially when you start okay. getting into that five, 10 up to, I don't know, sometimes HVAC can go up to 50 to hundred horse. So we do obviously have those types of products as well. Uh, yeah. We can also carry lots of 575 volt motors, which are specifically built for Canada. So in those industrial applications, a lot of newer construction will be 575. I think to your point too about the marketplace, um, to jump in your truck and go to the supplier, depending on what city a customer is in, if you're in Edmonton or Toronto, you could just jump in your truck, go to the supplier, possibly get the motor. You might only waste a couple hours, but we've really built the marketplace to offer our technical experience, customer service, and product offering to everyone in Canada. So whether you're in Whitehorse or Atlantic Canada or somewhere in rural Saskatchewan, you still get the same kind of uh, offerings that anybody in Edmonton or Toronto would get. Now, do you offer the services to the U.S. as well? Uh, we're working on that now. Um, most of these products are available in the U.S. So as far as HVAC, uh, we do have some kind of uh, specialty products that we carry in the marketplace that aren't readily available in the States. So we do see some U.S. customers come up to search for those. We actually rank better on Google in the States than we do in Canada, um, just the way the Google uh, algorithm is. Um, so we do get a lot of U.S. interest, but once they find out in Canada, just the shipping usually doesn't work out. I see. Okay. Um, so if somebody wants to get a hold of you guys for a technical issue, how would they go about doing that? So we have lots of ways to do that. Uh, we have a live chat 24 hours a day. We have a customer service email box that they can find at the bottom of the page. Um, and we have lots of forms you can fill out on our site. 
um, whether it's a, a new project you're working on or an existing motor you need to replace, um, you can find us, you can find a form to fill out on the top of the right hand page. Um, and you can get us any way of those three. Awesome. All right, Corey, any last words, man? Uh, no, I think, you know, from, from your, your, uh, listener standpoint, you know, one of the things we've tried to do is not just be, uh, an online retailer. We want to make sure we have a voice behind that website. You know, it's all great and fine to find all the information, but then when you really get under the nitty gritty and you have that question that you just can't find an answer to, a lot of companies who are really web-based, you can't get a hold of anybody, and it's it's very very frustrating. So we've tried to make um, make it as much of an open door to our clients to to find us and ask those questions as we can. Uh, and so far, it's working very well, and, and people seem to be pretty happy with the the support they can receive. Yeah, it's it's a couple of companies that are doing the same, and you might be aware of them, you, you might not. Um, True Tech Tools, one of the um, one of the sponsors of this podcast in the US, they are an e-commerce platform for tools for the HVAC industry. And they provide uh, a lot of support for their products and education. And same with Blue On, refrigerant manufacturer. They've 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 stepped up the game uh, with technical support for pretty much all things HVAC. So when you have that side of your business where you support technically your customers in, in that manner, um, it really elevates what you're doing on on the business side. So I, I commend you guys for doing that. Thank you. Awesome. So, right. That's it guys. Um, we went through some motors. We talked about what you guys are all about and, and some of the advantages of using sort of a, an e-commerce platform for motors. So uh, I want to thank you guys for your time tonight. Well, thank oh, you very much. Appreciate you. Yep. Awesome. Cool. Hey, let Guys, thank you very much, Corey, Chris. That was a great conversation. I enjoyed it. We had some motor discussion. We, we learned some stuff about motors. I put my foot in my mouth by calling a permanent split capacitor motor a PCS motor a couple of times. Heat dissipating from the motor to the capacitor. I mean, Chris, Chris cleared that up by talking about how we are looking for unity. We're looking for a power factor of one, and that's why a couple of capacitors in parallel will help make the motor run cooler because we have a closer unity when we come to power factor and that magic number of one. Anyway, if you guys are interested in trying this platform out, give it a go. Give me some feedback. I'd love to know how it goes for you guys. Also, there's the savings there. Don't forget of 8% when you use HVAC know-it-all. So it's emotorsdirect.ca. Check them out. Let me know. That's it, guys. I'm out. Thank you to the master group one more time. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.